0: This is the Mornington Peninsula Regional Galleries Conversation Series. We are talking to artist Patrick Pound about curating the exhibition, A Collection of Stranger Things. Hello and welcome to the Mornington Peninsula Regional Galleries Conversation Series, a podcast for people curious about art and the lives of artists. In this episode, senior curator Danny Lacey talks to artist and avid collector Patrick Pound, who has delved into the MPRG collection, and drawn out works that he has recontextualized alongside his own collections of found photographs and objects. Patrick Pound is well known for his collections based artworks, where he collects thousands of photographs that he themes together as museums. He discusses his collection methodology and how he created the Museum of Falling and the Museum of Air Blowing Left and Right, for the MPRG exhibition, A Collection of Stranger Things.
1: Thanks for joining us today, Patrick. Oh, you're welcome. Can you start by talking about the project that you've been invited to
2: come and work on down at Mornington? Sure, Danny. Um, because it's the gallery's 50th anniversary of collecting, it seemed logical that you would get a collector in to muck with your collection <laughs> to cause trouble, um, make trouble for your collecting ideas. I'm really interested in the way things hold ideas and the way things can be made to express them and hold them differently than we might take for granted a thing would do. And your collection has had various types of focus, from works on paper to the region to artists from the region, and even those three things... mean, you get a really diverse range of objects, and the world sneaks in as well. You know, you think you're collecting this, but you get that as well, you know. And so I'm always looking for that. What else is in that object? What's in the object that the museum didn't buy it for (laughs) um, or acquire it for? You know, because when the museum gets an object, it sets it a new task. So if it buys a a wine glass, you know, it's never going to hold wine again. It's there as a sign of a great wine glass or a type and the type of wine glass that person would have made, that period, the politics. you know. So things change completely for the object and they don't get a say in this. So I sort of just come in with it and pay attention to the other things that object might hold and express. Yeah, and I think, like you said,
1: with the 50th anniversary of the collection, it's a perfect time to... I guess re-look at the collection and one of the limitations on, on our collection is that we don't have any permanent collection gallery spaces, so primarily the collection is stored at the gallery, but doesn't really get shown, so it's quite an inactive collection, so I guess from my perspective the role of our collection is an interesting sort of starting point In terms of coming into the collection externally and looking at it with fresh eyes, how have you approached the challenge of, one, understanding the collection, but also
2: renewing the collection by presenting it in a different way? Mm. Well, to me, it was quite new. I mean, I had been to the collection before, but as you say, it doesn't have a permanent display or even any section of permanent display, so it was pretty well fresh to me. So I started unusually i started online with the online collection what's available and a a good chunk of it is which is terrific for a small regional gallery so that was really useful and then of course when you're looking through things you're using search terms and search methods you know this is a work on paper this is a piece of glass this is something else so that categorizes things in one way but then pretty quickly your memory starts playing games and categorizing them in other ways you know you see a boat heading left, then you see a boat heading right, and you think, those two boats are the same, but what happened there? And then I think, oh, I own a photo about that, (laughs) (laughs) or I I should get one for it. So i try and then put in new categories, so I would find... You notice, of course, there are traditions, like drawing people from behind in the studio. So I thought, I'm getting behind the collection, so I thought, I'll literally do that, and I'll find things that are from behind, and then I'll put them with my things from behind, which are found photographs of people from behind. So unusual ways of categorising things, which then puts odd things together, and I like to see how they'll speak to each other and make us rethink them a little, not in any great pretentious way, but just you see them afresh, you know, it's like when you use a word, if you say it ten times, it starts to lose its meaning, if you repeat the word and the word and the word and the word, it starts to sound like weirdness. And we do start to take pictures for granted, you know, so if you put them in a new context, you see them afresh, but you also, if you put them with something else, you know, you put two things together and the world changes slightly, you know, and both of those things are affected a little bit as well.
1: Mm. And I like that idea that it challenges the collection a little way in the fact that we're, we're revealing the works that have been hidden for so long, but also recontextualizing them as well with your practice and your, your form of collecting.
2: Yeah, the works get a sabbatical from their usual job and they get a break from that job, a holiday, Um, a busman's retreat but they're not harmed in the process you know they still they still have their own wall power and their own meaning and they don't interfere with what the artist did at all they just get seen differently for a little while yeah which does no one any harm I don't think Mm -hmm. yeah
1: in your excavation through our collection what are some of the stranger things that you've come across or surprising works oh
2: well, you've got quite a range because you've got physical objects and works on paper and paintings and all the traditional medium. But for me, it's more how they can surprisingly hold an idea. So there'll be a picture of a beautiful little watercolor. In fact, there were two of them, of these fallen logs on you know on a beach front or near a beachfront. and I, I have a museum of falling, which you know is full of objects and photographs and things that hold the idea of falling, everything from a toy of the Niagara Falls to a model of someone fallen off their sleigh. And these two beautiful little paintings, you'd never think of them as being about falling, but you put them in this museum of falling as book-ending it, and suddenly they become, oh, that tree has fallen, you know? And I only saw it because it was in the title. I wouldn't have thought of it either, but it was in the title, which you wouldn't normally read when you see a work like that, because it's just a beautiful painting of a log. You know, you don't sort of... The title's sort of irrelevant, really, except to place it. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Can you briefly touch on some of the other themes that you've brought out into the collection?
2: Yeah, well, as you enter the gallery, you'll see I've selected works that are of people and animals who are sleeping or possibly dead. Um, they're in repose, shall we say. One of the great traditions of painting is painting people you know, lying down having a nap, because it's practical, they keep still. So we've got this selection of works and of course I'm not after the best painting in the gallery, I'm or the best drawing. I'm after the one that holds the idea interestingly. So I've got a sleeping dog, then I've got, you know, things that might be by a minor artist, so called and then other things by someone who's well-known to the public, like a Boyd. And a terrific Joy Hester, which was just a joy to find. I say I'm not after the great paintings, but of course it's always a joy to find one of those. And it's a terrific object. And then what I did is I set myself the challenge to find a photograph of someone. I found Snap, you know, a vernacular Snap from someone's abandoned family album that ends up on the internet, that great unhinged album. And I shopped until I... It's a shopping project, my artwork. So I shopped until I found one that matched formally really and visually each of those pictures which is quite a challenge and quite a joy to solve that puzzle so all of my work is a bit like a puzzle and of course all collections are puzzles but it's already solved and your job is just to work out how it fits into the puzzle yeah mm.
1: and I guess moving into the subsequent gallery next to the gallery that you enter into there's a collection of pairs on one of the walls Can I talk about those yeah selections?
2: i mentioned the idea of pairs of things because of course everything from Noah's art you know we do tend to think in pairs and this goes with that and what's difference you know difference in similarities and of course binary logics and the internet system of algorithms finding google similar searches and near neighbors they call it in this system that ebay would use and search engines use and libraries use so I'm very interested in that as a collection methodology so I'll find two clouds that look the same or other forms of doubles. So I think how does it hold the idea more interestingly? So there's a Captain's Cook's Cottage etching, I think it is. It's a little thing. Very minor work, but it's a lovely idea of the double because the cottage is a double. It's the only one in that display, I think, where there's not two things, so you've got to work out how it fits. So that's the challenge. And then I've found... One example where, where I have two photographs that fit because there's two stairwells and I've found photographs of similar stairwells to go alongside these things. So it's, it's a bit like a, a game of memory and a puzzle and sort of like a jigsaw puzzle or a, maybe even a crossword puzzle where you, you've already been given the, the answers and you've got to work out the clue, you know, and the clue is the title. So it's always given to you, but the challenge is to work out how it fits, yeah. Mm.
1: I guess just speaking more broadly about your practice and talking about ideas and
2: inspiration, where do your ideas come from? I think Borgage was asked this and he said, I think them up. <laughs> I've never been able to top that. Uh, yeah, one thing leads to another, just the way a collection does. You know, you, you know, like most artists, I started collecting things to inform the work and then with me they became the work. You know, the collection is my medium and so your collection becomes grist to my mill in a way. But... How do I think up the ideas? Well, I'll see something and sometimes it's a formal relationship and sometimes it's more an idea thing, you know. So in this exhibition I've got I saw two of your works had captured air in them, you know, there's two sails and I thought, Oh, that's really beautiful. One was heading left one was heading right and I collect air heading left and air heading right through found photographs. So I've arranged those so as you turn left the air goes left and you know through the it could be through that someone's blowing some candles or it could be through their hair in the wind or it could be through a sail or, or a cigarette or, you know. So very subtly you realise you've got photographs and paintings of something you can't see, which is the air. And I really like the idea that all representational art is representing something you can't, that isn't there. You know, it's making something out of nothing. And I really like testing that and pressing it. A mm. couple
1: more questions, nearly finished. To begin with, what drove you to be an artist to begin with?
2: Oh, it's funny. Um, it's probably a little unusual in a way. In my family, the art was sort of already there. It wasn't that unusual. My father was a drama lecturer, and mum worked in an archive of Maori and Pacific Island music, and there was always art in the house. My brother was an art historian. He'd been to art school, and he was 14 years older than me, so there was that model there. So it wasn't like, oh my God, he's going to do art. Why would he do that? It was always like almost normal. It wasn't the only thing I considered doing, but... Um, Yeah, so it was quite normal, I always say that, just to make it, that it wasn't exceptional. Like in a lot of people's families it is quite an unusual thing to do. For me it wasn't, my sister was an opera singer, so the arts were sort of just like playing cricket for a living, really, Mm -hmm. yeah. And for me it's a beautiful, you know, I make the joke, it's a lifestyle choice. It's a way of living, but it's not a very good way of making a living, you know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That rolls into my next question about how you sustain your practice and how... Mm you sustain that longevity as well. You've been practising for a number of years. Yeah,
2: yeah, I'm old. (laughs) 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 Thanks, Danny. Uh, Yeah, it has been a long time. Well, I cheated. I was a house husband for many years, of course, so my wife funded my art career, really. And then I've always been quite lucky in that it seemed logical to carry on. (laughs) Um, Yeah, one thing led to another. But more recently, I've taken up a teaching post but for 25 years I didn't in Australia and then didn't work (laughs) Um, and when my children hit their 20s it was hard to call myself a house husband so I ended up teaching at Deakin University and it's been in some ways a great pleasure certainly the money's a pleasure coming in that's a change so to fund my collecting habit I almost have to change it'll be harder to, to reverse out of this you know to change the way I work and you know, I might have to make it street finds or something. Because mm. I still collect from op shops and, you know, very cheap things. And even the photos are cheap. But because I buy thousands of them, they're not cheap en masse. Yes, I've made a rod for my back there.
1: Well, I'm sure everyone would like to know where you actually store all of your material. You must have just thousands and thousands of images.
2: I do. Um, I have no real idea how many. But the images aren't too hard to store. The photographs, the, you know, they obviously take up room. But the objects really you multiply and take up a lot of room so the museum of falling which is in the show that would take well not a whole lock-up but it's contributing to my lock-up bill so i've got a couple of lock-ups and i've got a studio that's really a storeroom It's full and a roof that's full and the table in front of us as you can see <laughs> is full <laughs> and my two desks are full each desk gets you know i get a new one <laughs> yeah it's a shambles basically yeah organized shambles and finally, uh, we always ask this question,
1: but what advice would you give to younger artists starting out today?
2: Oh, don't. <laughs> no, I'm just teasing. Oh, it's a, a great way of living, yeah, I think, and it's a valuable thing, and you get a lot of pleasure out of it, and it's never-ending challenge and always interesting. I think if you are, are an artist, whatever that is, there's never any doubt about that. It's just... Yeah, every day I don't get up and think, oh, what am I going to make? I get up and just start, really. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, but what advice? Um, Work hard. But I think, you know, if you really are into it, you work hard without even thinking about it, Mm. yeah. Mm. Well, thanks for being part of this recording
1: and thanks so much for uh, working with us on a collection of Stranger Things to help us look into our collection and reveal a whole range of quite beautiful and stunning works.
2: So thank you.
0: Oh, it's been great fun. Thanks for listening to our conversation series. Mornington Peninsula Regional Gallery is the region's major cultural facility and is supported by Mornington Peninsula Shire and other partners. Visit mprg.mornpen.vic.gov.au to find out about our latest exhibitions and events. And remember to subscribe to the podcast so you hear the next episode.